instead of the anger and the crying, I have laughing. So there are times when I'm just like always laughing so much, it's not even funny. And I don't mean to laugh, it's just I'm laughing. And my husband loves it. This is TBI, Talking Brain Injury with Brain Injury Alliance Colorado, sharing stories from TBI survivors and their supporters from all across the state. My name's Phil Lindeman. I'm a mentor with BX since 2019 and a four-time recipient of brain injuries I don't even remember, plus a whole bunch I kind of do remember. In this episode, I'm joined by Susie DeBryant. She's a TBI survivor and a support group leader with Thrivers. They're one of the many, many groups meeting regularly all along the Front Range. After her brain injury, Susie learned the meaning of neighborly love. Neighbors volunteered to run errands, to get groceries, and simply be there for her. It's the reason she now leads a support group, to give back in the same way that her neighbors gave to her. Just the quality of what we talk about and stuff, it's so, it's fabulous. I can't say that enough. It's just listening to people and sharing and, you know, being with other people and helping them out is what makes me so happy. A reminder that our guests are here to share stories of recovery and what has worked for them. So please contact your doctor for medical advice and the treatment that is best for you. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the BAC podcast, TBI, Talking Brain Injury from Brain Injury Alliance, Colorado. I am Phil, and I'm based up in Summit County, Colorado, and today I am joined by Susie. Susie, good to have you here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, and it's great to be talking to you about, Susie, remind me where you're from. Originally, right now, I'm in Lafayette, Colorado, but I moved to, from Germany to Arizona, then Arizona to GW in D.C. to go to college. Well, you are world traveler. Yeah. <laughs> Very so born in Germany though. No, born in New York. Got it. Moved to Germany probably when I was uh, two. Family move sort of thing. Yeah. Now did you learn German? Oh yes, I um, was in Germany until I was probably ten, eleven, and then we moved to Arizona from there. But I spoke German, and I'm still addicted to Haribo candy because of it. <laughs> the gummy oh, yeah. bears. Oh, yeah. Best gummy bears oh, in the my world. God. I still have a drawer in my kitchen just filled with gummy bears. Oh, you're making me want some right now. Well, and, you know, it's it's that, <laughs> it's candy season. I mean, Easter just came and went. And so, exactly. yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Hey, it's never too early for candy, right? No matter what time you listen to this podcast, you can always get some Haribo bears. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Susie, there in Lafayette, then, and you got to tell me, um, what is it that you're involved with as far as uh, TBI? Uh, you're you kind of lead up a support group down there. Yes, um, it's we started the support group in June of 22 because we were in a bunch of us were in a separate support group, but because of COVID, that sort of fell apart, understandably, because the um, guy who was leading it was uncomfortable with you know doing it inside during COVID and completely understandable, but um, that stopped in 20, early 2020. And so we, um, a bunch of us decided we wanted to keep going. And so um, we, this woman I know from the Silos Wellness Center mm -hmm. in Lafayette, um, she's given us uh, the yoga room on Tuesdays from one to three and it's a beautiful, clean, safe, fabulous facility. And um, we're there every, you know, twice a month um, from one to three. And we have um, the instructors at the silos give us 30 minutes of exercise or yoga um, there while we're there. And then we talk and chat and it's awesome. 
Very cool. And like you said, the, it, it's it's a way to get back together and meet in person. Um, exactly. To have a sense of community because um, there are four of us that were in the old group that really connected and we just, you know, we feel like we can share things with each other, don't have to explain, you know, so it's perfect. I think that's one of the best parts of these sorts of groups is that, you know, I hear time and again from folks that have gone through brain injury or honestly any sort of injury, um, that it's nice having a group of other folks like yourself that have shared similar experiences because, yeah, you don't have to do any of that explaining. You don't have to dance around things. You just kind of, you can lay it all out there. Um, yep, exactly. And tell I, it like it is. Tell it like it is. And sometimes that's the key to healing is that, uh, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't feel like you got to hide anything in particular or... Uh, tread on eggshells um, when you're exactly because yeah. you know we're the hidden disability so no one can really see it when they look at us but it's there yeah well you got to tell me your background with uh, brain injury then um, what's happened that well got you involved in the group in the first place um, I was well to start I guess in 2013 I was run over by a car that was parking but he hit the gas instead of the brakes and ran me over. I was a pedestrian in the strip mall and um, I guess immediately was in a coma and medevac to Denver Health where I was for two weeks. And the minute I came out of my coma, I was ambulanced to Craig Hospital. Thank God, because Craig Hospital saved my life. I couldn't, um, I had absolutely no ability to speak, you know, hold my whole right side was messed up. I couldn't eat. I couldn't write. I could barely talk. And um, Craig Hospital took care of all of that through rehab daily. And it was awesome. I was there for two months and then six months outpatient. So I owe them everything. Wild. Well, yeah. Hats off to Craig. I mean, I hear such great things about them all the time. Yeah. Uh, your accident, though, total freak out of nowhere sort of thing. Exactly. I don't know if in Lafayette anything like that has ever happened, but I have no memory. I'm missing 18 days of memory, and they say eight days is the sign of a serious brain injury. So I'm like, what's 18 then? <laughs> D so. Double serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. Wow. Well, I had um, what they called diffuse axonal type 3. So I had a 10% chance of coming out of the coma. And once I came out, I had a 90% chance of having serious issues. But compared to most people in my um, support group, my symptoms are minor compared to most everyone else. Tell me what so. you're dealing with uh, still to this day. Well, because what? This was, you said 2013? So going on 10 yeah. years ago? Okay. 10 oh. years this June. Um, I'm dealing with neuro fatigue really bad. And when I get really tired, I start to slur as I think I hear it right now. Um, you sound great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I slur a little, I have pseudo bulbar, but, um, instead of the anger and the crying, I have laughing. So there are times when I'm just like always laughing so much. It's not even funny. And I don't mean to laugh. It's just, I'm laughing. And my husband loves it. He says, at least it's not crying or anger because he couldn't deal with that. But the laughing he can deal with. <laughs> and um, I have double vision pretty bad. I have prisms in both glasses now. And I used to wear contacts, but they don't have prisms in contacts yet. So glasses it is. Okay. 
Got it. But over 10 years, you found ways to, well, I don't know, um, make peace with the changes that happened in your body and your brain. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is just gratitude, having so much gratitude for where I am now compared to where I should have been, you know, or could have been is like that just keeps me makes me so grateful for everything. And I know the folks that are involved with you, I've talked to a handful of other people in your support group and other people that have run into you. They're very helpful, very grateful to have you around as well. Mm. (laughs) And I'm grateful to have them. That's what it's all about, right, community, Susie? Exactly. Yeah. Well, now you got to tell me. So, like you said, you, you you're very grateful that um, well, your recovery has gone relatively well. Um, what do you think have been the tricks to that? Like, like you said, Craig, you, you give so much credit to Craig for being there and, and making yeah. making all that happen in the immediate aftermath for sure. Yeah, it took. Um, I think it took me three years to finally feel somewhat normal. You know, because. Um, but from the beginning, just once I got home, just walking outside, I think nature and being outside has helped me. I think that is my, you know, golden ticket there. Just being able to be outside, breathe the air and see the nature and everything that has, I can't tell you how much that has helped me. And I, I do a lot of walking on average. I walk eight miles a day and, um, just like it's crazy but i love it you got any favorite spots that you like to go walk at or is it just kind of point and Um, and go my house is right by wanaka lake and lafayette all right it's a mile and a half around the lake so i walk around the lake a ton just you know and then there's wanaka and hecla lake and greenlee and it's just all right outside my back door so it's perfect Susie, I'm right there with you because I would say that um, being outside in nature, you know, Summit County, I've always loved the mountains. It's been something I've been drawn to my whole life, but especially as I've recovered and uh, been dealing with my own head injuries, I mean, uh, my most intense one was 2014, so I'm right there with you about nine, ten years out um, from the worst one I had. Uh, Yeah, being outside, it it is definitely, that is my meditative moment of the day. Um, Exactly. Every morning I start at round seven and I finish around nine and I'm just like, it just balances me. I walk with my dog and I'm like, I just breathe better. Everything's better. And, and I found that it's not like it's something that I have to jam into the rest of my day. It's just, it, it, I make time for it. It's like anything. Yeah. The, the stuff that you make time for is the stuff that's important to you. And I definitely make time for it. Yeah. It's, you know, and having a dog, you kind of have to walk it. So. <laughs> and she's high energy, so. Uh, you got to tell me what kind of dog you got. She, um, We got her from a lab rescue, mm-hmm. but she's Weimariner and Golden, no lab. Okay. And when we walk, she is the sweetest dog in the world to all humans. But certain dogs, she just becomes Cujo. Hmm. And it's unfortunately, it's with labs and retrievers. I'm like, do you have mommy issues? Because her mom was a golden. So I'm like, uh, because she just growls at them. I'm like, what's (laughs) up with that? And maybe those other dogs smell weird. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, they got a funk to them that she doesn't like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, my dog's the same way. I mean, from the minute that I got her, she's been high energy. She's 14 years old these days, and she's still going, you know, 110%. And um, Yeah. yeah. I started getting out. Actually, it's what got me into running. I was never a big runner. I always liked playing soccer and stuff, but I never uh-huh. ran just to run. Um, but yeah, 
the dog got me into running. And then for the longest time, that was my, uh, that was my exercise of choice was getting out and running with the dog because yeah, if, if she didn't get at least five miles in a day, she was a nightmare. Um, but exactly. It, God, we have the same dog. <laughs> I know, right. They need to meet each other. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they don't have that funky smell with each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, same thing. And, and, but in the end, um, I was even just talking about this on one of our other podcasts that, um, you know, I like to make the excuse that, well, I got to get outside to get the dog out. Uh, you know, <laughs> honestly, these days, I think it's as much for me as it is for her. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. 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 Well, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we share that because that really is such a, Man, it is such a simple but um, profound sort of uh, addition to my day that I find. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's free, <laughs> and we've, we're in Colorado, so it's always beautiful, at least mostly. Right, yeah, I, you, you can't beat it. Well, and you know, again, I even like walking in snowstorms. I mean, it's it, it, yeah. Call me weird, but I um I love going out in the middle of a snowstorm me sometimes too. too. Um, I like snow, anything but hard rain and wind. Those are my two. Yeah. Oh, the dirty, do it. the dirty W of the wind. It's so it's getting to be, you know, springtime up in Breckenridge is, um, windy season. You know, it's well, yeah, all year long is windy season in Breckenridge, yeah. <laughs> but huh. the wind, but the wind this time of year is, is when it gets the absolute nastiest. Um, I know, you know, and, and all the old gravel from, uh, plow trucks and stuff. Yeah. You feel like you're, uh, you're walking through a sandblaster as you're going down the street sometimes. Exactly. Arizona <laughs> tumbleweed. Oof. It's crazy. That's what I'm going to start calling those conditions. Summit County, tum- <laughs> Summit County tumbleweed conditions up here. <laughs> um, now, Susie, as you've been uh, working with some of your friends, you know, getting this group going again, um, tell me, it's relatively small right now, but what's the vision that you have for the group? You know, wh- how are you guys going to try and, well, where do you see it going? Um, actually, I just hope we continue, you know, that, um, Size isn't important, I guess, really, as they say, but um, just the quality of what we talk about and stuff, it's so, it's fabulous. I can't say that enough. It's just listening to people and sharing and, you know, being with other people and helping them out is what makes me so happy. Now, I don't mean to, I was going to say, I don't mean to be, um, well, I don't want to uh, make you share something that you don't feel as though you should, but um some of the stories, some of the things that you've been able to, maybe you personally shared or others have shared with you, you know, what are some of those moments at this group that have made the big difference to you? Um, you know, if you can think of people or stories or experiences or even, you know, um, I don't know, like we were just talking about tips that make life a little bit better, like going out and walking with the dog. Um, yeah. Or just being outside. Like I sometimes see jewels on the lake because she doesn't live far and so she comes out and she she's walking around the lake which is awesome and um just hearing you know some of the stories were like joe's story where he just slipped in front of his house and you know that's crazy to me that's just i can't believe that simple things can cause such serious accidents you know and you never would have thought that before. Like I didn't really know until I had brain injury much about it. I didn't. It never occurred to me. I guess. Did you? What did you have any friends happen. or other people that had uh, you know dealt with serious head injury until you, or or did you really even um, know? Yeah, a neighbor um, had a head injury. He was um, 
doing uh, motocross, mountain, mountain bike or something. Mm-hmm. And he hit his head. And I remember we were at a neighbor's having a party and the wife was saying, he can't come. He can't deal with noise anymore. And I was like, what on earth does that mean? What's he talk? What's she talking about? And I never really understood. And then, you know, it happened to me five years later, I think. And I'm like, huh, now I get it. I feel bad. I wasn't more supportive of Mike. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's hard to understand yeah. if you've never been through it. And also sometimes uh, easier to you, you hate to have to go through it to understand it. But yeah, but then you do like I think I'm luckier than most since I don't have the sensitivity to light or noise like that doesn't bother me at all and um but i found out that because of that of the brain injury most people are sensitive to light they have to wear pink glasses or wear earphones and it's just i feel so horrible Mm. and then um the other thing i can't do now is sleeping i used to joke that sleeping was my superpower now I need to get help to sleep. It's like not as easy as it used to be. Even though I'm more tired now, I don't sleep as well without taking something, which is unfortunate, but you know. Mm. Is that something that you've been dealing with since the day of the accident or is that something that's come over time? Um, that's probably the day of the accident, okay. I think, since I remember at Craig, you're supposed to nap. I mm-hmm. could never, I was never a napper ever in my entire life. So I just assumed I wasn't napping because I couldn't, you know, I didn't like it. But um, then I found out it's because I can't, I realized when I got home from Craig and at night, I was like, why am I not sleeping? And then everyone was telling me because my age, it was menopause related. And I'm like, okay, I just took it for granted. And it wasn't until, um, the first support group that we were in that I was in where everyone was talking about they had sleep problems and I'm like huh I didn't know that so then I realized it was a TBI thing mm. uh, well, so. what have you found that does help like you said you got to take something does that mean medication usually helps you get to sleep um I take indica THC indica okay. and that really helps I take um the chewables and I take half half of what the recommended doses. So I just cut the chewables in half. It's five milligrams and it's perfect. Just I chew that with melatonin and it gets me to sleep. All right. Well, I'm glad that you've been able to find the thing that helps. And and is it still oh helping? Because I think sometimes that's the other thing is that sometimes, you know, these remedies, they work for a bit and then they, well, they lose their efficacy. I'm on six years now and it's still working. Oh, great. I'm so happy to hear it because sleep is so, uh, you know, in my time uh, as a journalist, I've been working up in the mountains for newspapers and radio stations for going on 12, 13 years now. And um, in the mountains, you know, there's lots of high level, intense athletes. And I loved talking to athletes when I was at the newspaper. I was the sports editor. So (laughs) talked to a ton of athletes. And they always say that, you know, that there's three incredibly important things for, you know, athletic performance, but for human performance in general. And it comes down to diet, activity, exercise, and sleep. Yeah. And the best athletes in the world, they do not take sleep for granted. They don't push it off. They don't, you know, they don't mess around with sleep. They yeah. they take sleep very seriously because otherwise, I mean, 
I'm sure you feel it, Susie. If you don't get that sleep, then all of a sudden, all the, it's a cascade of exactly little things it's that go with it. Sleep, I that yeah, like you said, that I've discovered is the most important thing, and I never thought about it before because I could sleep no matter what. I never jet lagged when I traveled. I used to um, travel to Asia and China and India all the time for work, and never jet lagged. Like you know, mm-hmm. I'd read, watch TV on the plane and stuff, and then get there in the evening and stay up and just be fine the next day. So, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is wild that something as seemingly simple as sleep can just be exactly so thrown off. You know, I um, I've also been a relatively good sleeper my whole life as far as it goes. Like, I, I'm lucky I can still generally fall asleep when I need to fall asleep. Um, yeah, my, my biggest sleep issue, though, is that uh, I think the quality of my sleep just isn't the best. Um, oh. uh, you know, like the kind of a. I'm either I'm either an incredibly deep deep sleeper who you know alarm goes off and I just turn it off without realizing it and then all of a sudden I've, uh-huh. I've overslept by 30 minutes or um, <laughs> or or I'm waking up every 30 minutes and I don't know I've I've tried some things to make it better honestly I found that uh, like those athletes always told me diet and exercise if I'm doing right with those my sleep improves. Um, yeah. sometimes just simply trying to cure my sleep problems isn't good enough. What I need to do is make sure that I'm not being lazy and getting out and doing stuff or also make sure that, you know, I'm not sitting there, uh, mowing down on uh, girl scout cookies <laughs> five minutes before I'm supposed to be going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I eat well. I mean, we belong to the CSA and every spring we get our veggies there Ooh. and, you know, it's awesome. We eat pretty well. We do lots of veggies and we don't eat meat, my husband and I. Oh, y- we eat pul- yeah, we eat poultry and seafood, but no four-legged meat. God, you sound like uh, Jeremy, one of my very first uh, mentee through uh, BIAC. Um, he, uh-huh. he, he takes it even further. He's um, pretty close to full vegan. Um, oh, wow. And, and that's what he said. He found that, um, you know, eating right just makes such a difference for him and his, uh, well, his energy levels. Now, i got to ask you, Susie, um, you got any favorite recipes now that we're coming up on summer season, CSA season? Oh, love lovely um oh god everything i like um god i i'm in the supper club as well and Mm -hmm. um god there's so many things i can't even tell you there's just i like thai food italian just risotto i think that's probably risotto and shrimp do that a lot that sounds real tasty that sounds so good. Yeah, I was um, uh, I was trying to think of you know how I can make sure that my diet's looking good for uh, for summertime and um, risotto and shrimp. That's going to be a good one to add to the list. That just yeah. sounds so fresh and summery and mm, yeah, vibrant. And leeks with it. Oh yeah, I'm getting hungry just talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I got to make my way over to the uh, the kitchen right now and uh, <laughs> get rolling on some dinner food. Yeah, yeah see, well, I, I found that. Um, I mean, I don't know. Um, any and all veggies. That's what. That's it's actually my favorite part of making like a stir fry. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I don't even think of what meat's going in there anymore. I'm just like, yeah, just give me all the veg. Um, go yeah. crazy with it. Yeah. Salmon. Oh, yummy. 
you're making you're definitely making me too hungry <laughs> well in all these foods you know i've also found that i've been trying to stick with um oh i always forget the name of it but there's a proper term for it it's called the brain diet or something like that but foods oh, that yes. are good for your brain health um and one of the best ones to avoid is like you said four-legged animals red meat you keep yep. that to like one to two per week at the most um and unfortunately, sugar is something you should avoid, but mm. I don't, clearly. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I don't know. Sugar is so tough, right? Because it, yeah. um, well, I think as long as you stay away from processed foods, you can have your, you can have those Girl Scout cookies at night on occasion, <clears throat> right? Because I think processed yeah. foods is really where you get into trouble with the sugars and the fats and the, yeah. the additives that um, you just, you got no idea how much you're taking in until all of a sudden it's causing trouble. Yeah, I don't I actually am pretty good about that. I don't because I have low blood pressure. I can have salt, so it doesn't bother me. I don't, you know, like, OK, all right, pile it on. <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, your husband earlier. What's his name? John. Talk, talk about John in um, in your road to recovery. Um, you know, how uh, how is your relationship? Well, let's start with how your relationships maybe been strengthened by, you know, John being there by your side during recovery. He's the one with PTSD. We can't even watch a doctor show and he breaks down. Oh, wow. But he has been definitely, he's awesome. He helps me in every way. Um, a little too careful with me. I have to still have to text him every time I get somewhere to make sure that I've gotten there. And, you know, I'm here, I say, when I get to work out or whatever. And because I work out every day at the Silos Wellness Center, what I mentioned before, where we have our group meetings. Yeah. And so it's like a two-mile walk from here, my house. So I walk there and I walk back. All and right. I know. So every time I walk there, I let them know I've gotten there safe and I'm fine because it's not on roads. You walk down sidewalks and roads and there are no roads. So. Okay. It's, okay. It's safe. Well, good, good, but but like you said, he's 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 still um, he's still looking after you. Oh yeah, well, he's like he's my parent in part. You know, he just makes sure everything's okay, and but I'm eating well. I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. too tired, and because he can tell when I'm tired because I start to slur and like act drunk, but I'm not drunk. So mm. okay, and. He's like, yeah. yeah, he makes me nap or, you know, sit down and be quiet. Like my napping is a Hallmark movie or TV show, you know, something brain candy. Yeah. Where I don't have to think and I'm just sitting there relaxing. Okay, good. Well, and you, you got to tell me, so when um, when you had your accident, um, where was he? Did he come to the hospital right away? Because I'm, oh I'm, I'm assuming that he um, got a call saying. Yeah, the police called him. And um, he I came to the door of the house and he was, um, I think he was getting his haircut that morning. And I was supposed to be getting stuff for a supper club I was hosting that night. So um, that was the crazy part. He had to text all my friends and tell them no supper club. This is what happened. And so he had a lot. And our neighbor had to drive him to the hospital because there was no way he was going to be able to drive that. He was just so freaked out. So the police, you know, finally got in touch with him, told him what happened, where I was. And so he went to Denver Health and 
saw yeah. me there, I guess, all with, I guess I had lots of breathing tubes and stuff on me, and I can't even imagine. A scary scene, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just the other day I was actually talking with uh, my mom. So my, my most serious incident back in 2014 was I was snowboarding, um, and hit a tree doing about 35 miles an hour. Um, and yeah, broken arm, broke a leg, nailed my head, did all that stuff. And, uh, my mom, (laughs) we were just laughing the other day about, uh, I left her a voicemail. Um, apparently as I was coming out of surgery or something, cause you know, they, they live down in Denver and I lived up in the mountains. It's not like we talk every huh? single day. So, you know, hours after my surgery, hours after this accident happened, um, I left him a voicemail that rambling incoherent to something <laughs> about, uh, I'm at the hospital and, um, if you need to call me, go ahead and get a hold of me. And I gave him my number a couple times as if my parents uh-huh. don't know my phone number. <laughs> and she, she was like, and I was just so angry at your roommates at the time, because apparently I had talked my roommates into not telling my parents, um, uh-huh. yeah, weird stuff that you, you know, when you nail your head, weird stuff that you do that you you don't even know why you would have done that um but yeah she she saved that voicemail and uh first time i'd got to listen to it i was like what is that guy even saying and my mom was like we didn't know either all we got was your phone number (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah just did you call your roommates immediately after that uh, like what's going on most definitely she did and yes and they (laughs) were finally like phil's we're we're looking after him. He's in the hospital. Maybe you guys should come up if you want to. And my girlfriend at the time also, she was on her way up and took care of, oh, you know, getting my dog down to my parents' place because there was no uh-huh. to, Yeah. So things all worked out, you know, and it just makes me grateful, like you were talking about earlier, for the... Um, uh, I think I was most grateful for the support system that I had that I didn't even realize I had, you know? Yeah. Uh, the people that um, I think I probably take for granted, you know, good friends, um, girlfriends, parents, that's for sure. Um, Like my neighborhood helped me so much. It was like, because I couldn't drive because in Colorado, if you have a brain injury and um, you're in an accident, your insurance gets voided because you didn't tell them you had a brain injury. So I had to go back to Craig and do a three-day driving test thing so I could get approved so my doctor could say, okay, she's okay to drive now, you know, because if you don't report that Mm -hmm. to the DMV, you could, you know, essentially be uninsured. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and yeah, neighborhood community. And I remember even afterwards as I was recovering, you know, I had... um, Oh, at the time I was teaching private swim lessons on top of my other jobs that I had. And, um, so, you know, I had to cancel all these swim lessons and, uh, I, I, I think there was at least two of those parents of kids I was teaching that stopped by my house with food and one of them made, you know, a lasagna and everything. And she said, anytime you need anything, just give me a call. And I was, I don't know, still makes my heart swell to think about those folks because, um, you know, I I didn't know them other than I taught their kids swim lessons. That was like, you know, that, that was my only contact. That was enough. Yeah. And so enough of a connection that they're like, Oh, we got to help you. Yeah. So, so grateful for that is is to this day. I know. Yeah. Um, my neighbors all came together and drove me wherever I needed to go. Doctor's appointments or whatever. And that was awesome. 
I love couldn't have done it without them either. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's unfortunate that, um, you know, some of these things like this have to happen to, you know, shine a light on certain stuff, but Hey, uh, that's what it's all about. Right. Is that, uh, well, exactly. finding the bright side of this stuff, it's, it's easy to wallow, but it's, um, it's more, uh, yeah. more meaningful to, well, to Just, swim. But everything, all the good, focusing on the good stuff, like being outside. I do Pilates daily, probably. I go to the Silos Wellness Center and do Pilates, and that has helped me so much. Like in the beginning, I had such bad right side apraxia. I had needed um, dry needle to help me get my hand over my head before it would just get to, um, I could only lift it to my ear. And now I can raise it straight up. But without dry needle, that wouldn't have happened. I was just so such in bad shape, but. And now you're back huh. to full movement, walking to the, exactly. walk into silos and doing Pilates and getting yoga with the rest of the support group. And yeah. Yep. Great. And all that really helps. I love hearing it, Susie. Uh, my final thing for you then, it, for other folks that are up in your neck of the woods that maybe don't have, uh, well, don't know the support group yet. How can they get involved? How can they, um, well, get in touch with you all? Um, just um, contact me. It's on the BI, um, BIAC website, the okay. support group thing, and it's called Thrivers. And we meet at the Silos Wellness Center at 816 East Baseline in Lafayette. And it's um, twice a month on Tuesdays from 1 to 3. And they should probably contact me or email me. Um, but if they contact me, leave a message. I'm getting so many spam calls right now that if I don't recognize the phone, I usually block it unless, you know, they leave a message and then say, you know, then I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I am right there with you. If I don't recognize a name on my phone, I don't even answer it these days. Cause, yeah. 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 The it's robocalls like are getting intense. Yeah. Seriously. Sometimes I think there's more robots out there making calls than there are people out there making calls. These days. <laughs> yeah. I don't even listen to them. Like you said, I just like let them go to whatever. Yep. Straight to voicemail and block that number. Yeah. Yep. All right. Great. Well, yeah. Thrivers through the BIAC website and I'll be sure I'll leave that link in the, um, in the podcast awesome. information so that people can get involved because uh, this group is still relatively new, but you all were so passionate about keeping it going that I, I, I can't imagine that it would do anything but grow. Yeah. And then um, on the opposite Tuesdays, we're going to start this thing where they come over to my house for a chat and chew, we call it, where um, I'll make food and they, we sit out in my yard and just being outside and we can sit out and eat. Shrimp and Hence risotto. The chew part. Mm. The chat and chew. <laughs> I love it, Susie. Oh, I I, I I love your um I love your love of food. <laughs> oh, it's making me yeah, making me looking forward to all those summer dishes. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Yes. Great. Well, Susie, thank you again so much for making time to be on the podcast with me. And of course, uh, anybody that wants to get involved, just reach out or find the info about Thrivers there on BIAC. Um, it'll thank be you so much. down in the notes for this podcast. Well, yeah, Susie, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody else that's involved with, you know, putting together support groups and, uh, well, building community around brain injury. Because um, like we talked about, community. It's so important. It, it can make a world of difference. It did for me. That's what I love to hear. Susie, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you. All right. Great talking with you on the uh, TBI Talking Brain Injury Podcast from Brain Injury Alliance, Colorado. Colorado.